And we're back. Welcome to Bitch Call Your Sponsor. I'm Sam. Hello, Sam. I'm Misty. Hi, Misty. Shall we start with our primary purpose? Let's do it. Our primary primary purpose is for Misty and Sam to grow their friendship friendship and and maybe help help others. others. (laughs) Maybe help others. Um, So the topic I thought of is grief. And I have just been... um, well, there's there's a few things. One is there's the five stages of grief. There's this really cutesy Homer Simpson, you know, uh, displays all the five stages of grief, which are denial, anger, fear, bargaining, and acceptance within like a one minute span. Um, so I shared the link. We sh- we could share that link. Um, but I also there's two things. It's one is that. I'm experiencing unexpressed grief. I don't know where it's coming from and I don't actually need to know where, you know, and that grief for me has never been linear. You know, it's just, it just comes when it comes. Mm -hmm. And I think when I first got sober, there was definitely multiple levels of grieving. There was grieving my best friend, which was drugs and alcohol. It was Mm. the solution that I had that was there for so long. Um, I would turn my will in life over to it all the time. Um, and it really helped me not feel, it caused a bunch of other trouble, but it really was able, I was able to uh, modify or not feel, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was a grieving with me. I was immediately removed from people, places and things. I was unemployable. So there was this whole identity crisis where I was like, who am I without Mm -hmm. my stuff and my friends and, my a job, you know, and so it was like a multiple bottoms at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. um, and grieving the person that I thought I was. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, there's just I'm just acutely aware today of that. There's a lot of stuff for me that hasn't necessarily been processed. Um, and it just comes when it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this is very important. I actually have a friend in recovery uh, who is doing ACA work and decided to start their own grief group. Wow. And they have been going and like, you know, the first one was just so enlightening that other people were there and that they were sharing it. And it was such a high. And then they told me the second one was like, the work like it was like oh shit this is gonna be hard you know and yeah sobriety is huge changes when you come in and same for me alcohol was my best friend i literally wrote you know jack daniels a letter (laughs) saying (laughs) (laughs) saying i'm so sorry i just left you and i didn't like get a chance to say (laughs) goodbye and i didn't know i was gonna get sober and you know this is it for us and Mm. you know it's heartbreaking for me and for jack daniels i'm sure um and then I did too, you know, I put that down and there's a grief of like, wait, what, what? There's no there there. Mm. You know, I was like, I don't know what I like to eat. I don't know what I like to wear. I don't know who I like to sleep with. Like what, what, 
what is this human being we have without Jack Daniels poured constantly into its system? Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the the five stages and the grief and the bargaining. And, and I've noticed that I found ways to avoid that. And recently, since doing all this work, I was driving to a meeting yesterday playing Taylor Swift lover and start bawling my eyes out. <laughs> and I wasn't really bawling over a particular person, over a particular situation. It felt like a release. It felt like my body mm. was like, we've got to get this out, babe. Mm. Oh, goodness. Uh, it's interesting. I, um, I've been suggesting to people to um, find a way to physically release things, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, it says it actually in living sober, you know, staying clear of uh, the danger and anger, I think is the name of that section where it says something to the effect of regardless who or what caused the anger, we need to get rid of it basically. Mm -hmm. And it lists like using the serenity prayer, using a mantra, dancing to lively music, sharing about it. I mean, for me, the physicality has lately is really just like punching something, screaming, at, screaming like into a pillow. There's like this, you know, because when I think of emotions, I heard it's like emotion is energy in motion. Like, I just need to keep it moving, you right, know? Right, right. Um, yeah. It's like um, Eckhart Tolle talks about the duck in the water. He watched two ducks on a lake once and they got in an argument and they both went their separate ways and the duck shakes off, you know, <laughs> they, he watches them shake off the interaction and mm. he was saying like if that were two human beings they'd just walk around mad for days weeks years and hold that in mm. their body and there's this whole and I'll, I'll link a video to it but there's this whole um type of therapy where you make your legs really really tight and then you lift yourself up and your whole body will just begin to shake on its own releasing Ooh. yeah i'll send you a video it's amazing releasing all this stuff that's stored up in there um so basically all roads lead to taylor swift and shake it off <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh right? so it's interesting because when I was training, I, I had a trainer for one of the dogs and they would be very specific to not let the dog shake it off because they wanted them to stay focused. Mm. And so it's it was actually the opposite where they're like, no, 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 don't shake it off. Like we need to stay focused. Like this is we're trying to train you. You know what I mean? Wow. And I was. Yeah. And it's like as humans and it's interesting, I see kids doing that you know right. I, I mean they're all they're like all over the place you know um and i recently what was i watching oh uh, somebody that was uh on i was gonna call him andre andrew <laughs> huberman <laughs> we've elevated him <laughs> andre huberman andre huberman. andre huberman is here who's this person i i wish i i should have saved the link but her mother calls him she she refers to him as handsome huberman <laughs> and um 
what what she learned i think she did a whole year and took some of his biohacking whatever stuff that he you know suggests and took some of his daily routine and the one thing she took was um this inhale where it's two inhales and then a a sigh exhale yes in order to um regulate the nervous system and for helpful for anxiety Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was doing that for a while and it was so helpful. And I learned it somewhere else, but it was the two in or even more like rapid in. It's almost like one of the breathwork exercises. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like eight, like real fast in, in. And then it was saying and then right when you think you can't do it, take another one in and hold it. And then when you release that, that you are, you're, you're regulating your nervous system and, and yeah, I'm so glad you reminded me of that because I need that tool right now. It's really in the breathing and the way she, the way this woman did it, she, it was like, and it's, she had explained like when kids cry, they, they do that sniff that two inhale, exhale, just organically. I'm going to go to the park and pay attention to these children. <laughs> okay. Good luck. <laughs> Don't but get when in she trouble. Said it, <laughs> when she said it, I was like, yeah, I guess that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. It's like animals and children just operate innately with this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. is one of the things they say they can tell about children who are abused. Like there was some documentary about these kids whose parents, you know, were like, abusing them at home and they would go out and everybody would talk about how well behaved these kids were from like two to 12 that none of them ran around like the other kids were at an event and that they were all so well behaved it's like yeah they were being abused Mm. you know that's why they weren't behaving like the other children who were running around children are supposed to run around yeah wow that's insane. Yeah. Um, where do you feel grief in your body? Um, a lot of it's in my throat, like mm-hmm. almost like it's all holding there and needs to come out. So it's like kind of the throat and the chest. And mm-hmm. I notice that I'll I'll choke it back down. Like, oh no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> to stay paralyzed in my throat. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. How about you? No, it's interesting. Mine's in my chest, and then like my like underneath my eyes, like because I'm like it's like mm. there's the pressure of holding back the tears. But you know, back to what we we're talking about, just any kind of breathing. Do you know what I mean? It like it then covers the throat and the chest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Mm -hmm. also just talking about it too, right? Like we talk about it and I can feel my throat like being ready to like release this stuff, just acknowledging Mm -hmm. it and saying, I see you, like you're here, like having the war room or though we should call it the peace room of all Mm -hmm. those feelings of anger and joy and happiness and all of them there and just going, it's okay. You can Mm -hmm. stay, Mm -hmm. you can go. What do you need from me? acknowledging all of that oh my god i just thought of something it's the icu room Ooh, I- <laughs> damn sam 
I see y'all, right? Because you're inviting all those feelings to the table. Wow. That I, well, intensive care unit. Unit, yes. That's what ICU stands for. Yes. Yeah. It's my intensive care unit. And you know what? Yeah. I neglect them. Yeah. And they're I'm fucking totally. intensive care. <laughs> You know, yeah. so I need yeah. to not neglect them. We need to have like regular staff meetings. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with the intensive oh my- care unit. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I minimize. I just minimize. Same. You know, or I practice avoiding. Like it's not there. It's okay. Like which is part of the grief cycle, right? It's denial. Right. I think denial is what I grew up with, where no one talked about their feelings. It was everyone is behind closed doors in their own rooms and wherever part of the house they were in or they they were the feeling which was anger and it was very loud and uh it, it was like er- an eruption yeah you know and those were the two feelings well in in my home she was allowed to have the feelings mm-hmm. she was allowed to have the big bursts of anger but mm-hmm. i wasn't i needed to choke it back down because there was no space there was no room for me to have a feeling there wasn't enough room it was her you know getting it off of her and dumping it on me and i'm a six-year-old child and i have the weight of like this grown woman who's making poor choices her anger oh I just, uh, I just feel such sadness, you know, um, when I think of you as a child, me as a child, like anyone that I work with as a child, where it's like, oh, you know how that light has just been like diminished, you know? Right. And it's such a miracle that we go, no, I'm not going to drink myself to death. There is a light in me. I'm going to go in these rooms and I'm going to try and like access that light and stay with that light and do everything I can. And that's what Mm -hmm. we're doing. And it's a miracle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's also why I bawled my fucking eyes out at E.T. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yes, we have that in us. You know, we really, really do. And as much as, And it tried to be diminished by people who weren't, who didn't want to acknowledge their light. So they didn't want to see it in us. Yeah. You know, I find the other, other side of it also can be true for me, depending upon the day and where I am is where I end up diminishing my own light or abandoning my own self. Right. Oh my God. So good. I heard this woman say in an ACA meeting this week, she goes, you know, it's one thing for my mom to have abandoned me or neglected me, but now I'm a grown woman and mm-hmm. I, it's up to me to not abandon myself. Yeah. And I was like, mic drop. Like that was, a that was, a for me, it was such clarity and such a miracle. It was such a revelation. Like, okay, fine. Your mom did abandon you when you were six and neglected you and and all of this but now you're a grown woman and you don't have to abandon yourself you can make the choice to stay with it to feel the feeling call your sponsor call new episode tomorrow send us an email bcy sponsor at gmail.com 